There's a word from the Lord. There's a word from the Lord. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the first Sunday of a brand new month. Yeah. First Sunday of a brand new month. Because somebody said, look how far you've come. The 10th month in the year 2022. Never would have made it. <laughs> but God. In this third message of the series, Community Matters. In the year of faith, family, and community. I need to preach this message. And I need everyone under the sound of my voice to really tune into what God is saying today. Because the worship team has set us up to receive this word. Uh, and it fits into what Jesus wants us to hear Matthew chapter 16 verses 17 and 18 very familiar reference of scripture I've chosen a somewhat different translation I've chosen the message Bible as the translation for today's text mm. Hear what God has to say to those who are inclined to listen to his word. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, who you really are. You are Peter, uh, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church. A church, listen to this, because here's the subject. A church so expansive, one translation says, so powerful with energy that not even, look at somebody say, don't miss this, that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out to keep the church out not even hell's gates and those who love God's word said amen before you sit down here's the subject for today's message just look at someone and say invading hell Clap those hands as you take your seat. <clears throat> Invading hell. 
invading hell. In our last message two weeks ago, we stated that when we speak of community, we're not just talking about institutions, buildings, streets, or neighborhoods. But when we speak of community, we're speaking of humanity and all the experiences of our existence. In other words, look at someone and say, you are the community. When we speak of community, we're talking about people that live in communities, not the buildings that exist in communities. It is important for us to know that when we are speaking of communities and we are speaking of people and human experiences, uh, that we are in the midst as humanity, as a community, we are in the midst of a vicious spiritual war. Please look at somebody and say, it's war. You're in the midst of a war. Not just for the hearts and the souls of our loved ones, not just for our own lives, but we're in the midst of a war for the heart and the soul of our community. This is no ordinary war. This is not a war that's fought with uh, conventional weapons. This is a spiritual war. Can I preach to someone? I'm telling you, you, whether you realize it or not, you are in the midst of a spiritual war between the forces of evil and the forces of good. Listen, the enemy desires to tear down our communities by tearing down the people in our communities. Enemy doesn't care about your house, your church, or what size church you have, how many members you got. The enemy cares about the people in those communities. If the enemy can attack what makes us alive as people, then the enemy can win. The enemy can steal your peace, your joy, destroy your family, destroy your faith. <laughs> the enemy wins. Jesus understood this and he says to Peter in another reference, Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. Jesus says this to Peter as well as verse 32 we're going to get to. He says this, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you. Woo! 
And Satan wants to sift you as wheat. Enemy wants to tear you apart. Enemy wants to destroy your peace. Hijack your joy. Ah, But look at what Jesus goes on to say to Peter in verse 32. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. (laughs) How many of you know that the enemy is out to get you? But the Lord says, I'm praying for you. Praying for you that your faith fail not. Listen, it is the enemy's desire and purpose and it is his assignment to tear us apart. In the book, The Art of War, it is a very popular secular book. Many of you may have read it. Many of you perhaps have gone to workshops in which people uh, have referenced it, particularly leadership workshops. It's an ancient book called The Art of War. The author is by Sun Tzu. He shares several key points in this book concerning warfare, conventional warfare. Many of his points are applicable to this whole arena of spiritual warfare. Although it's a secular book, although he writes about real secular war and physical war, but they apply to spiritual war as well. Two key points in his book that I want to point out quickly before we move on. First thing the author Sun Tzu says in the art of war is that know both your enemy and yourself. If you don't, you will lose every battle. Some folk lose because they don't know the enemy. Other folk lose is because they don't know themselves. Amen. Know yourself. Know your limitations. Know how much you can take. But know your enemy. You've got to understand when a frenemy, that's a fake friend, y'all, is really an enemy. You've got to know that everybody that smiles in your face, they're not your friends. Enemies sometimes have the biggest smiles you can have. They know how to put on a good show. Know yourself. Know your enemy. If you don't, you'll lose every battle. The second key point, second key observation that I want to pull out of his book is this. He says, and I quote, in order to be victorious, one must stay on the offense and aggressively take the fight to the enemy. I remember the late Dr. Ladder Thomas had us as students read this book when I was a student at Benedict College taking a course called Critical Thinking. Dr. Thomas brought out this point and he says, and I remember it very vividly, I was all but 21 or 20 years old, and he says, no one has ever won a war defending themselves. 
And I, I said, what does that mean? He says, you can always fend or defend off the enemy. But if you're going to win, you have to take the fight to the enemy. And sooner or later, the way you defeat a bully is not by blocking his punches, but by... Now, I'm not advocating fighting, but you got to every now and then punch back. Now, my granddaddy, the late Deacon Andrew Malcolm Jackson from Gadsden, understood this. And he lived in a place called Taylor's, uh, Deacon Lumpkin. And Deacon Simmons, you remember this. I was a young man coming up, growing up in Taylor's. There was a big bully in the community. And he was bad and ferocious and nobody thought he was, and yet, oh, he would always just beat on me. And I come home and I go to my granddaddy's house, my shirt is all bloody, dirt all in my hair. And granddaddy said, man, what's wrong? And I said, I can't help it. He put me in the car, took me back up to Perrin Thomas Playground, got out of the car, called the bullet. He says, come back. And he says, this day my grandson refuses to run. And I had to stand and fight and to the surprise of the bully prevailed. That was the last day Butcher ever messed with Jack. Okay. Because Jack knew how to fight back. Sometimes you got to take the fight to the enemy. Is there anybody in the house know that the devil has been beating on you, has been trying to destroy your family, has been trying to destroy your peace, has been trying to destroy your joy? Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I want my peace back. I want my joy back. I want the enemy to know you cannot have my family. You've got to aggressively sometimes Take the fight back to the enemy. Now, it is this particular point that we would like to discuss for the rest of this message. How we as believers should aggressively take the battle to the enemy as we fight for our families, fight for our peace. Fight for our joy. And yes, particularly for this series, fight for our communities. Listen, as spiritual warriors, we are expected to fight in the enemy's territory. We are empowered to invade hell. Y'all don't take this the wrong way, but look at somebody and say, neighbor, perhaps it is time to go to hell. Let me look at this side of the church. <laughs> My mother's just holding her breath. Okay, make this clean up, son. <laughs> perhaps it is time for us to go to the enemy's territory and say to the devil, I'm tired of all that you have been doing. I'm ready to take it to you. 
Listen to this verse. This is, there's a powerful Old Testament reference in the book of Zechariah, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading from the NIV translation. Listen to this, and it'll make sense. But the Bible says the prophet Zechariah write, writes this about the people of Israel. He says, then he showed me Joshua. The Lord showed me Joshua, who was the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. Look at this verse. And Satan standing right there at his right side to accuse Joshua. In other words, Satan said to the Lord, Joshua is not all of that. You think Joshua is this, but Joshua got some issues, and Joshua has a past. But look at verse number two. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. And here's what the Lord said about Joshua. Is not this man a burning stick snatch from the fire <laughs> how many of you know that you've been snatched from the fire truth of the matter is all of us at some point of our lives have been snatched from the fire you haven't always been as holy as what you think you are now you haven't always look as good as you are now I, God knows every bit of your history God knows everything you used to do everything you wanted to do and could not do that's why I don't like you judging other people particularly young people who are going through something truth of the matter is all of us nothing but somebody that's been delivered from the fire if you've been delivered from the fire give god a 10 second clap your hand praise tell the lord thank you Whew. in other words if it had not been for the lord that was on your side how many of you know god snatched you from the fire god snatched you out of the grips of hell out of the hands of the enemy yes it's time for us to invade hell listen listen in the text in this incredible text Jesus speaks to Peter concerning an amazing awesome power that he's about to bestow upon Peter and the New Testament church. You know the context, but let me just review it for you. Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? They gave all kinds of answers. John the Baptist, Elijah the prophet. Then Jesus made it personal. He says to his disciples, but who do you say I am? And Peter, with all of his issues, you know that Peter, fighting, cussing, lying, Peter. <laughs> but God still used him, okay? Peter said, you are the Christ, son of the living God. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. 
but my father in heaven gave you this special revelation and upon this rock upon this confession I will establish my church uh, in this text the word church is used for the first time in the Bible Jesus makes it clear that the church does not belong to any particular individual or group told the church this morning at 8 I hate to bust your bubble but this ain't your church excuse the grammar excuse the English this is not your church and I've been here for a long time I'm a third generation remember I don't care <laughs> this still is not your church this church belong this ecclesia this group of believers belong to Jesus Christ and Jesus refers to it as his church Peter upon this rock I will establish my church ah, Jesus goes on to say to Peter I will reveal unto you the purpose of my church Jesus's church which is one of the purposes is to do battle against the forces of evil. We're not just to sit and have church and jump and shout. We've got to go take the fight to the enemy. We've got to win back folk that have been grabbed and been kidnapped. We've got to go to young people and say there is hope. We've got to go to folk and say I don't care where you've been, what you're doing, God still loves you. Uh, we have to go against the forces of evil. We're not just to fight back. We are to take the fight to the enemy on the enemy's territory. Can I tell you what that is? The enemy's territory, listen to this, is every dark, gloomy, desolate, place of sadness misery disappointment places of pain suffering and destruction can I read that again it is a dark gloomy desolate place of sadness misery disappointments pain and suffering and destruction it is the place where the enemy wants to tear down your character. It is the place where the enemy wants to steal your joy. It is the place where the enemy makes you feel inferior. It is the place where the enemy convinces you to give up on your family because they would never get right. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody. It is a place where you throw your hands up and say, I've given it all I have. I cannot do anything else. Now here's where it comes full circle. Now according to Jewish tradition, the one word in the Jewish tradition that describes all of these kinds of places is the word called hell. So I'm not cursing. It is the word, see the world has hijacked stuff. It is the word that describes dark, gloomy, desolate, 
uh, places of sadness, places of pain, suffering, destruction. In the Jewish tradition, the one word, the Hebrew word, that I won't even try to impress you that I can pronounce it. But it is translated as hell. That is the word that describes all of those places. It is the enemy's territory. That's what hell is. And so Jesus suggests in verse 18 that we as the church, as his church, as his believers, we will be empowered to invade the enemy's territory. In other words, to go to a place called hell. And look at what Jesus says in the text. And hell's gates will not be able to keep us out. These are not my words. These are Jesus' words. Jesus says, I'll give you so much power that you will be able to go up to hell's gates and you will be able to invade every dark, gloomy, sad, every place of misery, every place of pain, every place of inferiority, every place of addiction. I'll give you so much power that just by uttering my name, you will be able to invade some place. We've got some weapons. Look at somebody and say, you have some weapons. Uh, praise is a weapon. The word is a weapon. His name is a weapon. Is there anybody in the house ever had to call on the name of Jesus just to ask him to prevail over your family? Don't fool me now, but anyone ever in here been on your knees and all you can say is Jesus, Jesus. Anyone ever had to use the name of Jesus to knock down the gates of hell and go snatch back what belongs to you? Somebody ought to give God your best praise and say, use your weapon. Knock down the gates. Kick down the gates. Come on, somebody. Give God a 10-second. Open your mouth. Shabbat God's praise and tell God, what's his name? What is his name? Woo! Praise is a weapon. His word is a weapon. His name is a weapon. Anybody in here ever had to praise your way out of a situation? Come on. Anyone ever had to praise your way out of a situation? Anyone ever had to dance when you didn't feel like dancing? Had to shout when you didn't feel like shouting? Had to open your mouth and lift your hands? I dare you to... Where are my praises? Where are my praises? Somebody get on the devil's nerve. Stand to your feet for just 10 seconds and open your Tell the devil, here I come. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Tell the enemy, here I come. I want my joy back. I want my peace back. Come on, kick down the gate. Kick it down. Kick it down. 
push it down. Everybody take your hands up. Where are my spiritual warriors? When I count to three, I want you to push back the gates of hell and take a giant step in hell. Here we go. One, two, three. I feel something, Elder Jennifer Abner. One more time. One, two, three. Here I come. Somebody say, here I come. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get Woo! You want your child back? One, two, three. You want your joy back? One, two, three. Go get it. Go get it. Go. Go get it. Go. Go get it. Go. The devil ought to be running from you. Stop running from the enemy. The enemy ought Listen, tell you something. It is. My time is almost up. But the purpose for the church invading hell is given in verse 19. Woo! It is to bind and to loose. <laughs> Can I take just seven more minutes? Look at somebody and say, give the pastor seven more minutes. It is to bind woo, and to loose. In other words, release. Can I read the text? And Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth woo, will be bound in heaven. Woo. And whatever you on earth will be loose or released in heaven. We are empowered to invade the enemy's territory. Listen to this. And bind fear. Can I say it again? And stop being afraid. You are empowered to bind fear, to bind pain, to bind misery, and anything that threatens to destroy you, your family, or your community. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm about to bind it. Put your foot on the devil's, step on it, step on it. Step on it. Put fear under your feet. Put fear, insecurity, addiction. Ah. Thank you, brother musicians. 
Listen, second thing, we are empowered to invade hell. We are empowered to go to hell and bind anything that threatens our joy, our peace, our family, our security, <laughs> our prosperity. But here's the other thing. We have also been empowered, oh, I love this one, to invade the enemy's territory, which is a place called, thank you, <laughs> to release, to set free, to put in the atmosphere anything that will be a blessing to you, your family, or your community, stand to your feet all over this place. We're about to do something. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, we are about to invade hell, to release some things that hell does not deserve. Who am I preaching to? Hell does not, the enemy does not deserve your peace, your joy, your children, your prosperity. Am I right about it? We are about to release it. When I count to three, I need you to push it down, step in hell, and let I hear a war cry. I hear a war cry. Here we go. One, two, three, push, grab it, let, let it go, release, release, release. One more time. Here it goes. Give God your best dance right now. Come on.
warriors. All the warriors. All the warriors. Anybody tired of the devil beating up on you? Anybody tired of the enemy trying to steal your joy, your peace? Woo. Anybody tired? Woo. Sometimes you've got to put praise where you want God to deliver. Woo. One more time, one more time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get ready to invade hell, to take back everything the enemy stole from you. Say, neighbor, I want my peace. I want my joy. Neighbor, I want what God has for me. The enemy cannot have it cannot have my family cannot have my, ooh, somebody know what God is about to do get ready get ready listen invading hell here's what I want you to do after this service tonight before you go to bed touch and agree on everything the enemy stole that the enemy does not deserve. We want our communities back. Listen, come on. I want to leave you with these three key insights and we're gone. Three key insights that we've already stated in the message. But I want to review them and share them with you as we conclude. Number one, we as a society or in the midst of a vicious spiritual war. Take a picture of this. When you go to work tomorrow, you look at that person who has gotten on your nerve every week this year. <laughs> every week this year. Just look at them and under your breath say, you are not my enemy. <laughs> It's spiritual. <laughs> Just wave by somebody tomorrow at work, say it's spiritual. Even if they cuss you out again, say it's spiritual. It's spiritual. We are battling spiritual forces. Here's the second key insight to take away from this message. We have this common enemy in this war. And as I said earlier, it's not a human being. It's not any other organization. It is not churches fighting churches. It's not one denomination against the other. Our common enemy is the evil one. The prince of darkness, Satan himself. That's why I can smile at people that I know don't like me. 
Somebody said to me once, they saw me hugging somebody, they said, you know that person had a knife, your back would be bleeding now. And I just laugh and say, they are not the enemy. It's the evil one. And here's the third and the final insight. Write it down, take a picture. We have been empowered to invade the enemy's territory. Because hasn't hell invaded your life enough? <laughs> Can we just be honest? <laughs> Some of you are suffering now because the enemy put you through pure D, you know what. But we're about to turn the table on the enemy. Amen. Woo. And you tell the devil, when I show up on your territory, I'm going to bind anything that's harmful and destructive. And I'm going to release someone do your hands like this. Release that which is uplifting and beneficial to us, our families, and our communities. Reason why I feel so good? Because victory has already been won. <laughs> uh, somebody agrees with that. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, victory has already been won. Why? Because as Todd Delaney says, victory belongs to Jesus. <laughs> victory belongs. Look at Miss Renette. <laughs> what a blessing. Victory belongs to Jesus. Y'all see this? beautiful soul Ooh. just a few months ago Ooh. severe injury went to the hospital I was there with you I've never seen such incredible faith the doctor told her we thought we had to cut off one leg but we may have to cut off two know what she said to the doctor how soon can you do it because I got to get back to work The doctor says, where do you work? She says, I work at the C.R. Neal Dream Center, and we are helping people. And she showed up today in this wheelchair, but still lifting her hands, because victory, woo, victory belongs to Jesus. Thank you, Brother Anthony. Thank you, Worship and Arts team. Come on, tell us right now. Who will stand against uh, the Lord? Uh, no one can. Mm. No one will. Uh, and who will stand against the King? Uh, no one can. No one. No one will. The worshipers lift those hands. Oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. 
This is the rock of which I will put together 
my church a church so expansive with energy so much energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out you are so empowered that when the enemy sees you coming the enemy will run the other way the enemy won't dare come near your house because they see the blood you are so empowered that you can bind and release the very things from the pit of hell close those eyes all of this listen is contingent upon your relationship with God I need to say something I said it this morning at the early service don't play with the devil if you don't have any power can I just keep it real Uh, you come to church and fool us all you want you come to church and act holy and act deep all you want but if you don't have the real power if you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you don't you be calling Satan out (laughs) because he will show up And if you think you are bad, now here's what the Bible says for the man who casts out one demon. He says when the enemy, when Satan came back, he brought how many? He brought seven more demons. So you better pray that you have a relationship with God. And if you don't, I'm looking you in the eyes if you're virtual. The numbers are on the screen. Young people, whoever you are in here, if you don't, someone is there to pray with you and to pray for you. This is not being a member of Bible Way. For for my, my goal, my assignment at this stage of our ministry is not to grow our membership, but to grow the kingdom. Okay. I want you to be in such a position that when you invade the enemy's territory that you can snatch back everything that the enemy stole from you. Why? Because victory (laughs) belongs to Jesus. Close those eyes. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for my assignment for this day has been fulfilled. You have instructed me to teach, to preach this message. We have been empowered, those of us who are true believers, those of us who trust you by faith, not those of us who are perfect because none of us are perfect. 
for those of us who get up every day and just want the Lord to make us better than yesterday. We have been empowered to invade the enemy's territory. That not even the gates of hell will be able to keep us out. Thank you, Lord. Because I want everything that the enemy thought belonging to him that he stole from me. I want our communities back. I want joy, peace back. I'm praying for someone right now. Uh, I want all of you that under the sound of my voice this week, think of one person. One person, Lord, that we want to pray for this week that the enemy does not deserve. And I want you to touch and agree, speak that person's name, call them, do whatever you've got to do. Plead the blood of Jesus over. Go back and get, even from the pits of hell, somebody that does not belong there. Lord, we say thank you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Victory, come on up. Clap those hands. Come on, the elders and the ministers are in the back. If you want somebody to pray with you, pray for you. Go in the back right now. And as Pastor Mac prepare to come, I want to say a very special thank you to all of you for trusting God again with the vision offering. And we say thank you again. We don't need to go into it. We thank you. You know what you've committed to God. I know what so many of you have sacrificed. And to those of you that are joining us virtually, wherever you may be, thank you every week, every week, set aside $7.00. Amen. For the future work of God's kingdom. And watch God bless you. Amen. Clap those hands as we prepare for communion. Amen. Give God a praise for the word of God one more time. Invading hell. I don't know about you, but we have the power to turn the world upside down. And we're going to the enemy's camp. And take back what he stole from us. We're getting ready to go into our Holy Communion service. To those of you that would like to participate virtually with us, we're going to give you time to get your sacraments together. To those of you that are here in our worship center, if you didn't get the sacraments, if you would raise your hand, our deacons will give them to you. And then once we come back, we're going to have an opening prayer of the blessing of the bread and the wine, read our scripture, then we'll administer our holy communion. Oh, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on 
say it. It reaches. It reaches to the highest mountain. Jesus, we come, God, this afternoon just to say thank you, God, as we participate in this Holy Communion. We thank you for this bread that represents your body. We thank you for the wine that represents the blood that you shed. Now, God, we ask that you bless us as we partake in these holy sacraments. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our scripture says, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. But this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for the other. As we participate in this Holy Communion, amen, we thank God so much that he's allowed us to see another month. He's kept many of us healthy and strong. And Jesus said, to his disciples on the same night in which he was betrayed. Take, eat, this is my body which has been broken for you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which has been shared. For as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Let us commune.
closing prayer benediction, we want to remind you about our Tuesday night in-person Bible study. It will be virtually also a study of the book of James, living what we believe. Come out on Tuesday for one hour from 7 until 8 o'clock and hear our pastor share the word of God with us. With uplifted hands, let's look to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, God. We thank you for the words that we heard invading hell. God, we thank you for giving us the power to invade hell. We thank you for our holy communion service. Now, God, dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destination. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said amen. Thank you, and God bless you. We'd like to thank each of you for tuning in and joining us for our broadcast. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you're moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.